0: Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, to a very special Halloween episode, um, where I discuss about media that may or may not have aged well, and whine about it, well, because it's like fine wine, I sort of flubbed up that, but that's okay, because this is a special episode. Again, a very special Halloween episode, this is the third Halloween special of 2022, um, the second to last one, and I am your preacher that occasionally comes to the mega church to sell you essential oils. Um, and again, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, our last Halloween special will be coming out on um, Halloween Day, um, Miss Monday, the 31st. Um, so do look forward to that. Um, and for our third Halloween special of 2022, I am going to be treating you guys to the Malibu Beach Vampires, um, extravaganza, gala, um, uh, sensation festival, something. Well, do I have a joy for you? So if you don't know, Malibu Beach Vampires Malibu Beach Vampires is supposedly a cult classic um, from 1991. Um not really a cult classic because it's not good enough to even constitute as Hmm a cult classic. Yeah. Um Well, I'm not gonna do any spoilers yet because I have again a very special thing in store for this next little portion that I'm going to be doing but Malibu Beach Vampires 1991 film um, on the posters all of the marketing for this film they had Angeline. Angeline was a woman that essentially just became famous because she um, had a pink Lamborghini and was on a bunch of billboards in like LA and stuff in um the late 80s and 90s so she was like marketed for this film but spoiler she is only in the film for like five seconds and they reuse the same footage for two and a half seconds so five seconds of the exact same shot um And she plays um, a Barbara Bush impersonator. I could have used a little bit more of that. But let's get into the special thing I have in store. This is my academic paper on the Malibu Beach vampires as political satire and social commentary. The Malibu Beach Vampires serves as a political commentary on the United States and its political and social environment in the 1990s. It analyzes several key factors that had begun to come to the center stage of American thought at the time of the film's creation. In some way, it was a pioneer of these themes, the most important and recurring of these being the blind following of leadership. One of the three main points of the film is the military industrial complex and cult-like following of military command in the United States of America. The main focus of this theme being the Marine General character. The setting of the film is during the Vietnam War and uses this to show how the misappropriation of the state's resources went to fighting a useless war, but this central character to the overarching plot of the Malibu Beach vampires while under the influence of underworld vampire truth serum injected by said vampire's fangs, said he followed every word the president says to a T because they were his leader, the grand leader of the United States of America. He states that he did not question the use of harmful chemicals such as Agent Orange because of the president's approval and shows the weakness of a state in a country which cannot and will not allow themselves to scrutinize their leaders. The second arc of The Malibu Beach Vampires follows a reverend in a satirization of mega churches and their leaders again exposing the and bringing to light the flaws that plague american society the mega church reverend uses guilt and religion to collect money from his followers under the guise of putting it to good causes and betterment of the world the most frequent of the lines he spews to collect money being to help orphan children The reverend shows and uses the entertainment and community to exploit the American people and their beliefs while also exploiting the causes he says he works for. The issue, though, is still ongoing in the modern day, with megachurches still exploiting wide births of the American population. Clearly, the truths exposed in the Malibu Beach Vampires were not enough to challenge the power of these corporate churches, and thusly, the film should be re-evaluated in terms of its status as one of the first and most important speakers on this plague of American society. The final and most unique of the three pillars of The Malibu Beach Vampires is the blind following of societal rules and trying to change oneself to fit in with the standards, to erase one's past to better blend in with the social elite. This is explored through the politician character who himself was the son of immigrants and who had changed his name and everything about himself to be accepted by the general public. And it shows the the shallowness of the American psyche and the toxicity of human nature. It calls for change to these traits, leaving us to question. Maybe we ourselves need to reevaluate. Um, and reposition the Malibu Beach Vampires to cure our own faults in our superficial society. Thank you for listening to the Malibu Beach Vampires as a political commentary and whatever. Anyways, that is a look into the Malibu Beach Vampires as like um, a fake academic because let me tell you, this film is bad it is extremely bad by the way this is not scripted anymore that whole thing I scripted out because I was writing um I wanted to write like a semi-serious sort of satirical article for fun on it and I just had that sitting in my notes so I felt like I had to use it on the Malibu Beach Vampires episode um but yeah Malibu Beach Vampires is um hmm It's really something. You can watch it on YouTube, um, because some, I don't know if I want to call them a saint or maybe a devil incarnate for putting this media, for archiving it. This is one of the pieces of media that I don't think should have the right to be archived because it's just so goddamn bad. It's an hour and 15 minutes long, first of all. And that hour and 15 minutes felt agonizing. I felt like I was, um, wasting away. The Malibu Beach vampires were literally draining my life force through the screen. Like, dear lord. So, let's start off, like, explaining, like, some of the plot. Well, whatever plot this film does have. Because let me tell you, it does not have much at all um so the film starts out and we start out with like um a little beach dance scene which is done to i I think it's they do like the thriller dance from michael jackson but like sort of badly in neon bikinis on the beach and they all have like big fake vampire teeth in. So like, okay, like, work, whatever. Um, but they are, like, dancing. And this opening credit scene goes on for, like, five minutes. Five minutes of this dancing scene. And while we're... This is, happens while we are getting introduced to um, the main characters of the film. So we start out and we get, like, cuts to different vampires. But we don't just get introduced to vampires. We also get to introduced to like. Um, Angeline as the Barbara Bush impersonator. Um, but the vampires that are introduced are like. The vampire. CEO. The vampire chief executive of finance operations. Whatever. And like the vampire in. That's the head of the human relations department. And like none of these characters show up in the movie at all like this opening credit scene is like so useless the only characters that show up are the general the politician and the pastor Um, none of these characters that are like or actors show up anywhere else in the film which just makes me go like why even have it this is also the first time where we get to see Um, Miss Angeline as the Barbara Bush impersonator wearing a fairy godmother costume, but it's like a skimpy fairy godmother costume. So, like, I would have liked if we could have gotten a bit more of that, but no, literally just, like, B-roll footage of her running around. (laughs) And that's it for, like, two seconds. Super disappointing. But, so, what these Malibu Beach vampires have come to do is inject people with truth serum because they come out from the underworld when earth just isn't right so they come out and they bring truth serum with them and they inject people with the truth serum to like make them um make bad people tell the truth so like they seduce people and get them to admit their wrongdoings now this opening scene also the dance it reminds me a lot of barbie a mermaid Tale. um that wow i'm exposing myself here um sorry i i have seen barbie movies um i have seen the newer ones it's because they're free to watch my standards are very low I'm sorry. I mean, I watched Malibu Beach Vampires, so my standards weren't that high to begin with. But this is very much, like, I guess 60s surf and turf of vibe type of dance. Um, but they, like, do the same moves that are in the Barbie Mermaid Tail movie. So I'm, like, sort of suspicious. Maybe Mattel sort of um, watched this film and was like, we need to cop those dance moves. Um, but we have these vampire bitches, like, getting people to do the truth seruming. Um, but also, I'm reading through my notes again, and so there is a vampire in charge of the federal budget. Like, what? What federal budget? Vampires have federal budgets? Or are they talking about, like, the federal budgets of, like, the United States of America? But then... Why would we have a vampire in charge of that? Have they like infiltrated the government? No, none of these answers are none of these have answers to them. Like none of these questions ever um are never explored. None of them get any explanation. We don't know what the structure of the vampires are even though they are sort of like, oh yeah, the vampires come out like every so often to inject people with truth with truth serum um but then somehow they have this like corporate structure to them um how does that work please like expand on this idea that you've presented to the class and like make it make it make sense um but after we finish the title sequence we cut to like some three little girls not little girls but like young adults so like college students and they are like hmm we we want we are staying at this house on the beach oh my god so exciting so they go to this house and then they like having bad dialogue bad poorly written dialogue poorly poorly acted scenes um does very bad horrible audio quality the film was like tearing everywhere as well Um, but these girls, like, they're snooping around this house that they're staying in, even though the woman that, like, is renting it out to them is like, oh, I'm going to the store, just, like, don't go into our room. So what do these girls do except go straight into the room that she told them not to go into? And then what do they do? They, like, try on her dresses. Like, what? That's, like, unhinged behavior. Um, but at this point, we also get cut to another scene with um a vampire lady making out with i think the politician dude and being like oh my god we're from the underworld we uh, inject people with truth serum when the world needs it like home girl why are you like divulging all this information to this random dude also what like why are you saying this now why is it needed this explanation could have done been done in, like, a way that could tie into the plot, could tie into something. But no, they just have this random random lady vampire just making out with this random dude and telling him the secrets of the underworld. Like, huh? Also, there's a vampire brain surgeon and a vampire census taker. Um. So yeah, I just thought that was also important to bring up. Um... So now we have a cut to this megachurch guy, Um, a megachurch guy, pastor and his wife. And they are like doing the, well, the perspective of the film changes from that of like, you know, a film where you're watching people that don't know that they are being observed to one that is like... You're watching a broadcast. And it does this a couple of times where it's like randomly shifts perspective. So now we just have the pastor and his wife like talking to us being like, please donate your money to us and saying like, we may be from Michigan, Minnesota, but we're not corporate. Like, okay, I have to give them that. That line is pretty funny. We may be from Michigan, Minnesota, that got a little chuckle out of me, um, but is one speck of gold enough to um, forage a mountain of shit for? I don't think so. Um, so, where they're they're doing this like little broadcast for their mega church, but they're filming it in like a rented out ballet studio, like a rented out dance studio and they have like the ballet bars behind so you can see it and also the audio in the they didn't do anything like with microphones or anything like they literally got out like their nikon does nikon do film film things like camera films well they took out whatever camera they had and were just used the microphone from that they didn't have any other audio source so the room since it's a ballet studio it's echoey it's acoustic um so it's horrible sounding and then what do these bitches do ma'am they start to sing why do they start to sing I don't know but it's horrible because the audio quality again horrible only made worse by the um acoustics of the studio and also they have like no decorations in the or or any set in the dance studio like they didn't put up like mm, a background or anything so like wow okay so now we get cut back to the girlies that are on that are in the house of the lady that just went out to the store Now, these ladies here, they are, like, raiding the closet still. Um, But then they're also talking about their friend, Sheila. And they're like, oh my god, Sheila, why are you dating? Why are you, like, doing it with the Reverend? He's, like, supposed to be a man of God. And Miss Sheila's like, what? Um, Like, honestly, super random. Um, And then they cut away again. But this time, it doesn't cut to anything important. It literally just cuts to... Like, a random dude doing nothing for five minutes. Like, literally, five whole minutes of this dude just sitting there doing nothing. Like, what? And then, after that five minutes, we get cut back to the megachurch people, and they're doing country music. And then, they bring in some dancers. So, not only do we have the country music that they're doing with the bad... um with the bad sound but then we're doing dancers but the dancers are tap dancing so then we have the tap dance in the studio which is very echoey and bad for like recording and it's overlaid with the country music that is not playing in that room so we have two audio sources and they don't try to like fade one out bring another one in they just leave them both playing at the same time so it's just a din and cacophony in your ears oh my god like what was going on in the editor's room did they even have an editor for this like i can't even like i can't even with like what they were thinking when they were doing this and at this point i was like Okay, but where are the vampires that we were introduced to at the beginning? Where is the vampire in charge of federal reserves? Where is the brain surgeon? Where are they? They're nowhere. Um, it's like, tra- and then, okay, so in the middle of this film, I was like, I need to go get my laundry. Because I was doing my laundry when I was watching this because I was like, mm, trying to save time trying to be like a precocious gal but I went to get my laundry came back and I pressed play again but I pressed play for like a second and then I pressed pause again and I was like wait so let me just catch up on the plot let me like try and remember what happened but when I was doing that it was like trying to remember a dream like I couldn't for the life of me piece together what the hell happened I even scrolled back through the film looked back at like the scenes and I was like I don't know what's going on it's oh my god no plot to be found no threads to be found holding this together it's like glued together and then left out in the rain and then the glue just melts away um so it like blew out the last few brain cells that I had so now we cut to our political guy, our politician, our Mr. Politician. So we have Mr. Politician and he is being like applauded and like he's just speaking random stuff that doesn't matter. He's like talking about some random shit and then the they have like applause coming and it's like I think it's like stock noise. So they have that, but then they play it for, like, 30 seconds. Like, this is what I came back to. I came back from my much-needed break and was like, I'm gonna finish this film. What am I? Do I hate myself? Yes. But why? I wouldn't wish this film upon my worst enemy. Like, wow. Um. So... Now we get back, we cut back to the girls in the rented house, um, and there's a puppet there, and there's, like, they're talking about the SATs and how they're studying for them, so they're not actually, like, college students, but they were talking about college earlier, and then they bring up the affair with the reverend again, um... And then we go back to our reverend guy. But instead of being in the ballet studio with a reverend guy, we are in a black room. And there's a bench in that room. But there's also a doghouse in that room. And for some reason, the reverend's just lying down on the bench. And then he gets up and he, like, goes into the doghouse. What? And then he says... I don't give a shit about that, about this or that air-conditioned doghouse. What? Where did this come from? What? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. And then also we have the next cut, and we cut to... um. What do we cut to at this point? I don't even know. We get cut to another scene, but this time it's the pastor again. But this time the pastor isn't in the black hole of of a room. And now he is with his wife again. And they are like, come on, everybody. Let's sing a song together. So again, we get another musical scene. Like, did we really need this? No. Should have left this on the cutting room floor. Should have left this in no it shouldn't have made it to the drafts it should have been abandoned way before that but we get to another song and this time instead of having the pastor and his wife like sing the song we instead get um a like another lady like a, just a lady sitting in her room like in her living room playing a guitar singing a song and clearly they didn't they knew they were going to use that song but they didn't know what arrangement they were going to do so they have the lady in her living room singing the song but then they have the people in the ballet studio also singing the song but it's like completely different they're like singing the same lyrics but sort of they're singing it at different speeds but they play them together so it's like absolute chaos absolute chaos and then they bring the dancers in again and play like circus music while, while the country music is still playing like come on get it together um, we have the general now so the general guy he is at like the same sort of like political um, speech place as the politician and he's talking about like war stuff and how he's like a total simp for the president and how like he does everything the president says like okay and then we get cut back to the politician and now the politician's just like divulging all his secrets being like oh my god my parents are immigrants oops i changed my name and everything like huh (laughs) like also we never see the general or politician get like truth serums we just see their reactions and also this perspective that we have on them is again like we're watching the broadcast but oh my god it's it's really something this film i'm trying to make sense of it but it just doesn't want to be made sense of um and then after both both the general and the politician finish their speeches they like get off the stage to like quiet applause like slow claps and like again they leave way too much time on the after they finish talking so it's like very awkward but then also like mm, you know very uncomfortable and then we also like it just like ends here and then we have the credit scene and the credit scene now um I would say best part of the film. We have like a special song called The Malibu Beach Vampires where they're like singing about Malibu Beach Vampires and they're again all doing a dance on the beach in neon bathing suits. And then they have like a repeat of the opening credits but only for some characters. So like we get to see like ending credits for the pastor, the politician and the general. And we get another ending credit for Angeline. But where the hell was Angeline? Angeline was nowhere in the film aside from the opening credit and the ending credit where they used the same footage. And it's like, was she supposed to be a part of the film actually? Or was was she only able to be paid for the... For the... Promotional marketing or something. Many things don't make sense with this. I am like, oh boy, it's. Oh my god. My brain's melting just trying to remember. Not trying to remember it because it's like burned into my brain, but it's like trying to piece together like what they were trying to do. So, like. I think they were trying to go for, like, political and social commentary with, like, ooh, all these big powerful people, but they all lie. So we're going to have the vampires make them tell the truth. And we'll have them be broadcasted, exposing themselves. But ma'am, excuse me, why isn't, like, the pastor giving many truths? He's still just, like, doing his thing, doing his megachurch thing. And it's like, what? And also, when these three guys that have been truth serumed are giving away their, like, deepest-seated secrets, like, the reaction to them is, like, nothing. Like, even the pastor, he... Well, he exposes himself, and he's like, I had an affair. His wife is like, what? Okay... Um, Like, what? And then they show, like, a scene with the pastor laying down on top of the SAT girl, Miss Sheila. Um, but they only show that in the ending credits. So we don't get to see that, like, when his truth seruming is supposed to be happening. So we, like, don't have any context for it, for, like, why any of this shit is happening. Like, oh my god, God save me. This is the scariest thing. This is the biggest horror film. Um, Rightfully a Halloween special because of how scary it is. What would be scarier than the Malibu Beach Vampires 1991? Um, The mind of the person that um, put this monstrosity together. No, not even monstrosity. Because a monstrosity, you know. It would have, like, physical form. This doesn't even have a physical form. It doesn't have any plot holding it together. It doesn't have a skeleton. This is just, like, an imaginary manifestation of deep-seated fears. Like, oh my god. So, if you want to get some brain damage, definitely watch Malibu Beach Vampires 1991. Um, But if you want to save yourself an hour and 15 minutes and probably lead a happier life being untainted and uncursed by this piece of media, don't watch it Um, and just listen to me instead. (laughs) And I think I've rambled on about Malibu Beach Vampires long enough because...